Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy Addict. Today's video, I'm bringing you guys buy or sell third round ADP. What that means is I'm going to go over the whole third round based on current ADP and talk about whether I would draft a player at the given draft slot they are being picked at right now or go ahead and avoid them. So buy, meaning draft them, sell them, meaning look for another player in that given spot. Now, I've done this for the second and the first round as well on my channel, so you can go ahead and check that out. I give insight on the first 24 players. This is the next 12 players, making that the first 36 players coming off of your 2020 fantasy football drafts. So if you guys end up enjoying this buy or sell third round ADP video, I'm sure you will end up enjoying the rest of the videos on my channel. So please make sure to click that subscribe button. I put out daily content now twice a day, sometimes even three times a day during this time to really help you guys solidify, do your research and win that 2020 fantasy football championship. If you want extra help, check out the Patreon has my draft guide on there with all my rankings to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football draft. So let's get right into it. Buy or sell third round ADP for fantasy football in 2020. Before we look at each player, I'm going to give you guys a quick recap of who goes the all the 12 players inside of the third round. First pick, we see Kenny Galladay, followed by Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham Jr., Juju Smith-Schuster, Amari Cooper, Chris Carson, Adam Thielen, and Le'Veon Bell to close out the third round. Now, obviously, this is subject to change. Maybe a couple weeks from now, this is different, but we are getting close to the end of August, so this is probably going to be solidified unless any injuries kind of happen to these guys that would move them outside of the third round. So first, we're going to start off here at the 301 with Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is one of my favorite players for fantasy football in 2020. I've talked this guy up so, so many times. He is a Detroit Lions wide receiver, and he is going to be a spy for me. He is the first pick of the third round. I really think that this Detroit Lions offense is going to be humming in 2020. When Matt Stafford was healthy, Kenny Galladay was a freak of fucking nature, and then once Stafford got hurt, he was still balling out of control with David Blau. So I think that Kenny Galladay Day is going to be a very consistent wide receiver besides the fact if Stafford is healthy or not but obviously if Stafford is able to stay healthy for a full 16 game season we could see Kenny Galladay really tear it up in 2020. The guy led the league last season in touchdowns at the wide receiver position. I believe that personally he could do that again, considering he did half of that without Mr. Matthew Stafford. And obviously, Kenny Galladay is on a team with a god-awful defense. Obviously, they drafted a defensive player highly, but that should not really matter all that much for the first year of him being there. I think it will take a couple of years for that defense to get good, and that means good things for Kenny Galladay because they're going to be throwing late in games, and that means more points for Mr. Kenny Bones, Kenny G, there late in games. So I like Kenny G here at the 301. At the 302, we have Mike Evans, who's really falling in ADP. He was really falling after Jameis Winston ended up leaving the team, joining the New Orleans Saints, and Tampa Bay Tom Brady became the starter of the, um, obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Mike Evans now sits in a spot as the least favorable wide receiver option there out of the one-two punch of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Now, why could this be? It's because um, Tom Brady has the consistency to be a slot guy. He just loves to throw the ball to the slot. Chris Godwin's that slot guy. Mike Evans is the guy that goes outside. He is a very, very, very talented wide receiver. We've seen this guy get over a 1,000 yards his whole NFL career. This guy is a motherfucking beast, and I don't see a reason why that will stop with Tampa Bay Tom Brady. I think they will be able to develop that connection and be a great teammates. I think Mike Evans is one to be feared in the NFL, so I'll happily buy him at that spot, but obviously I prefer Kenny G far more, not really far more than Mike Evans, but I definitely do have Kenny Galladay ranked ahead of Mike Evans. Now into the 303, the first running back of the third round, and that is Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now the hate has gone too far for Leonard Fournette 
in my opinion. I think he's a perfectly fine third round pick. I'm going to go ahead and buy him at this spot, but I want to talk about Leonard Fournette because Leonard Fournette last season had, he literally surprised everyone. He played so good, finished as a top 10 running back. The guy had over 100 targets, which I expect to decrease in 2020 due to the fact that they signed Chris Carson, former Washington football team running back, who is a very, very pesky pass catching running back for the starting running back of the team. So I don't think Leonard Fournette sees that many targets, but I do think it is far, very much possible and 100% possible in my opinion that Leonard Fournette scores more than three touchdowns. So finished as a top 12 guy last year with only three total fucking touchdowns. A guy touching the ball so many times that he can finish so high has to score more touchdowns. And in 2020, I believe that to be true. I think that Leonard Fournette is going to have yet another good season in 2020. Sure, it might be worse than what it was last year, but I think with the touchdown total increasing, we can see a similar finish for Leonard Fournette in 2020. So I think that he's an absolute steal here in the third round and he is ranked inside of my top 15 at the running back position. So now to look at the 304, that is Mr. TG31, Todd Gurley, now of the Atlanta Falcons, formerly of the LA Rams now. If you guys have been watching me for a while, you probably know my answer on this player, and that is that I don't really like Todd Gurley all that much. He's going into an Atlanta system that is very heavily based on the pass-catching game. This offense slung the ball the most times in the NFL last season, and I don't see any reason for for that to actually decrease in 2020, so I think that Todd Gurley is going to be getting the touches on the goal line. He's going to be involved, but he will not be involved as much as you would think due to the fact that they are such a pass-heavy team, and Leonard Fournette, not Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley obviously deals with what we call knee arthritis. It's that shit that your great-grandfather probably has where your knee, his knee is going to get locked up. He is already limping in practice. I am very nervous on Todd Gurley injury-wise, so he is going to be a sell for me, especially in the new situation he's in where they are going to be very, very pass-heavy and could be even more pass-heavy than we saw last season. And I really believe Matt Ryan and the boys, the wide receivers, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, as well as Hayden Hurst, the tight end, are going to have excellent years. I just think the running back really takes a hit in this situation. So I'm going to go ahead and fade Todd Gurley at the 304. Now up to the 305, Carolina Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore. DJ Moore really had a breakout season last year in 2019 with garbage Cam Newton to start the year because the guy was hurt, and then with Kyle Allen, who was not the greatest quarterback since sliced bread. Now they bring in Teddy Roosevelt, Teddy Bridgewater, to be the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, and I think that is a decent step up from where Kyle Allen is. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the greatest quarterback ever, but he's certainly better than Kyle Allen, and I believe that this is going to boost DJ Moore up. Now, DJ Moore, just like with Leonard Fournette, had a very successful season with a very low touchdown total, and I think that that touchdown total is going to increase in 2020. I think this offense really runs through two players. That is Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, and I think new head coach Matt Rule is going to be able to develop some plays to get the ball in DJ Moore's hands. I understand they brought in Robbie Anderson in the offseason, but Robbie, Schmobby, who gives a fuck? That guy's not going to do anything to DJ Moore. DJ Moore is the clear alpha of this team, and with a team with such a shit defense, they went from having one of the better defenses in the league a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl to having one of the worst kind of defenses in the league. Obviously, not a god-awful defense where the defense is just going to get bent over and folded, but they do play in a very pass-heavy division, a very run, not really run-heavy, what I should say, is a very score-happy kind of division where the score is going to be very high in those games. Those are obviously six of their games out of these 16 where they're playing these other teams where the score is going to be very high, and that's obviously going to help DJ more as well. And I think if he's able to be solid with Teddy, or if he was solid last year with Kyle Allen, I could think he could be even better with Mr. Teddy B. Now onto the... 306 we have another wide receiver that I am really liking in drafts he's a top 10 wide receiver for me and that's Mr. Allen Robinson of the uh, Chicago Bears 
Now, now, obviously, Allen Robinson is now going to probably be dealing with a new head, or new, not a new head coach, a new quarterback, obviously, there in Chicago. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is going to start, but even if Trubisky starts, Allen Robinson has proved over his career that the quarterback of his team does not determine how good Allen Robinson is, since he's such a great player. He's done it with Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. He's done it with Kissing Titties Trubisky in Chicago, and I'm sure he can do it with 9-inch Nick Foles if he is going to be the starter. I'm going to buy completely in on Allen Robinson, having yet another success season. He was a guy that I was heavily off of last season and really proved me wrong. So I'm going to go ahead and take my bias aside and be, I'm very now biased towards Allen Robinson. I really think this situation is going to be good for him. And if the defense is able to hold up much better than it did last year, since it kind of had a going down of what it had the previous season in 2018. They were like the scariest defense you've ever seen. And then last year, they weren't as scary. They went from being a fucking huge-ass brown bear, whatever the, the bear is that's going to murder your ass, to becoming the polar bear that's on the cover of the Coke can. You know, not not as scary. Obviously, polar bears are pretty scary too, but the one on the cover of the Coke can looks very nice. Looks like he would give you a nice high five and you can have a fun time with him. Whereas Allen Robinson is going to be a beast this season in 2020. I just really believe it. I think that he has excellent hands and he has an excellent opportunity there in Chicago, obviously, as the alpha wide receiver there in Chicago. Now onto the back half of the second round, or of the third round, I should say. So if you guys have enjoyed thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free. And like I said, to rip off the video, I start every single day with a regular video. And then the second video of the day is a mock draft. Maybe there's other videos as well coming out every single day. I try to put all my work into this so you guys get as many videos as possible to really help you guys win your league. So please click that subscribe button. To digress, at the 307, we have Odell. Beckham Jr. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. is a guy that is going to get drafted higher than this in some leagues. He's a guy some people still think is a top five fantasy wide receiver, but I say no, 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 not today. Dikembe, no, no, no. Odell Beckham Jr. to me is a certified fucking bust in the third round. This team is going to be throwing the ball much less than last season under Freddie Kitchens. They're one of the more average teams at run-pass splits. They're in the, about in the middle, whereas Mr. Minnesota offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski, who is now the Cleveland head coach, was fourth most heavy running offense. And I think that with two great running backs in Nicholas Chubb and Kareem Hunt, there is no way that, at, that they don't just jam the ball down their opponent's throat. And that's going to hurt Odell Beckham Jr., who wasn't even the best wide receiver as, as well as or not the best wide receiver, but like the most uh, targeted wide receiver last season. Uh, Jarvis Landry is obviously a target hog for that offense. He has been on any offense he's been in, both on the Dolphins and on the Browns. And I just don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a do enough this season in 2020 to garner being worth a third round pick. At the 308, we have another wide receiver who really struggled last season and was a complete bust for you, just like Odell Beckham Jr. And that is Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I know how to spell his last name. It just does not fit on here with the tag of a sell. I'm not all aboard the Juju Smith-Schuster train. Now, I don't hate drafting him. Don't hate drafting him, but I think this price is a little too uh, heavy for me when guys like Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup are all still available to be picked at this spot. So to me, I'm going to go ahead and fade Juju at the 308. I think there is potential to, for him to have a great season, but I think that great season really heavily revolves around if Big Ben Roethlisberger is going to be healthy in 2020. If he ends up going down, I think with Duck Hodges and with Mason Rudolph, whose head is still caved in by Miles Garrett, I don't really think that he is going to be able to be good enough in that situation with the poor quarterback play. So it really all revolves around Big Ben Roethlisberger. I think Juju will be fine. I am just not willing to put to draft him here over the other guys that are available. Speaking of drafting a guy over people that are available, we're talking about Amari Cooper here of the Dallas Cowboys. I am not on Amari Cooper at all. 
but unlike Juju Smith-Schuster, if Amari Cooper was on the board in the eighth round, I would rather draft someone else than Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper is the definition of inconsistency. This motherfucker is not consistent at all. I'm telling you that. He'll have a good game, then he'll have a good game, and then he'll have three shit games, then a good game, then three shit games again. The guy is just hot and cold. He, or he's, he's hot and he's cold. He's in and he's out. He's ice and then he's fire. This motherfucker just has no idea what he's doing. He just, it doesn't make any sense because he will literally blow the back out of one of the best defenses in the NFL and then the next game he'll be playing up against a team that is like a JV high school team and get fucking clamped up. So Amari Cooper really does not show any consistency and now with the addition of CD Lamb to this offense, I do think that is going to take a dip in Amari Cooper's output. A guy that I already don't want to be starting on a weekly basis and a guy that is very hard to figure out on a given week if you want to start him since he's not really uh, his his production doesn't really come from playing against a bad team. It, he could be playing up against an amazing team and still blow up. He's a guy that I'm just really fading for that reason. I think he's a great. He's going to finish inside the top 12 at the wide receiver position or top 15, but that's due to the fact that when he does good, he does do pretty, pretty good. But at the end of the day, I don't want to be drafting a guy that has so much inconsistencies in the third round. Speaking of a guy with inconsistencies, we have Chris Carson, the king of the fumble, but I'm going to go ahead and say he's a buy here. Now, I personally like other running backs ahead of him, but if this is where he's going and you want to take Chris Chris Carson, you got to pick him here. I think Chris Carson will be solid yet again in 2020 with Rashad Penny on the pup list, likely to miss the first couple of games of the season behind Chris Carson. Now there's just GJ Dallas and a bunch of other fucking scrubs. I am not afraid of that at all. I think Chris Carson is a workhorse again this season. And on such a run-heavy team like the Seattle Seahawks, we could really see him flourish again in 2020. The guy fumbles, and then Pete Carroll will be chewing his gum, talking about, oh, we'll bench him, we gotta play the hot hand, and then Chris Carson is back in there again. He could fumble the ball three fucking times, it wouldn't matter, because Pete Carroll knows who the most talented running back is in this system, and it is big boy Chris Carson. At the 311, we have Adam Thielen, wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Stefan Diggs obviously takes that plane straight to Buffalo. He gets out of there. He's probably wanted out for years because it seems like him and Kirk Cousins, Mr. You Like That, fucking hated each other. So now it's just the Adam Thielen train for Mr. Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen is a former top 12 wide receiver, a guy that was really tearing it up last year before he ended up getting hurt, and then his numbers after that really, really took a dip and made him not look like a very productive player on a points-per-game basis, but when he was healthy, he was a guy that was very dominant for the Minnesota Vikings offense, and even on a more kind of run-heavy team, like I said, top four in being run-heavy, Adam Thielen is still going to be productive due to the fact that Kirk Cousins loves to throw the ball to the slot guy, and Adam Thielen really has no competition around him. Obviously, they went ahead and drafted Justin Jefferson early in the draft to make sure that they have another wide receiver there, and I think he could be good for the next couple of years, but this season, I think it's really going to be the Adam Thielen train, and this guy is going to be force-fed the ball by Mr. You Like That, Kirk Cousins, so I think Adam Thielen has a great year and is definitely a top 12 guy for fantasy football in 2020. And finally, to close out the video, if you guys have made it this far, please make sure to click that subscribe button. The 312 Le'Veon Bell pick is brought to you by Manscaped. Use code to Notorious at checkout. If you want to have the greatest balls in your fucking league, you want to make sure those shits look nice and crisp so that you can win your draft. Check out Manscaped, code Notorious for 20% off as well as free shipping. I would really advise you guys check that shit out. It is very, very good, and I wouldn't shave my nuts with anything else. So at the 312, we have Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell last season was a first-round pick, and that guy took that first round pick and shoved it 12 inches up your ass. He was so deep in there. He probably could have grabbed your fucking brain because of how hard he screwed you over. But hey, he was very consistent to say that. Now, he wasn't consistently a top 10 wide or quarterback, not quarterback. He's a fucking running back. 
wasn't consistently a top 10 running back, but what he was is a consistent like 12, 13, 14, 15 points to your roster, which is very helpful as a flex. And that's what Le'Veon Bell could be for you. In a lot of leagues, he's going around the fourth round now. Here we see him at the 312, and I would even pay this kind of a price for Le'Veon Bell. So I'm going to say that he is a buy here. Now, I'd happily have him as my RB2 or as my flex. I think he is a very comparable player for that. Sure, I don't think he's going to have that RB1 potential due to the fact that Adam Gaze is a certified dumbass, and I don't really believe too much in this Jets offense. But Le'Veon Bell is going to be getting a bunch of dump-off passes and win the offensive line blocks for him. He's going to be able to play good. Last year, this guy was so inefficient. This is the worst Le'Veon Bell we've ever seen, and I think that the guy is really going to take a step up and play much closer to the old Pittsburgh Steelers Le'Veon Bell than what we saw last year out of Jumbo Jets Le'Veon Bell. So hopefully you guys ended up enjoying this video. If at any point you ended up chuckling, you ended up having a great time, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you guys. Check out the video that's on your screen. Check out the Patreon as well, as well as Manscaped, Code Notorious at checkout. Make yourself have the freshest balls in your league. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet, or actually not tomorrow, I'll see you guys later with yet another video. I love you all. Goodbye!